Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast, featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free, and welcome to PMPA's Speaking of Precision Monday with Miles podcast. Carly Kistler-Miller has joined me today, and we are going to talk about continuous improvement, a process for eliminating wasted motion in your shop. Well, thanks, Miles. Now, we both know there's eight wastes, so I assume we're going to address the other seven in another podcast? I'm sure we will, Carly, but wasted motion came up first in my mind because, well, frankly, I see so much of it, and it's fairly easy to recognize and to deal with. Okay, so are you talking about dollars here? Well, dollars are what catches the attention of management, but there are other metrics, and smoothing out the motions required by operators, for example, can really help us to get buy-in from our performers, you know, the folks that are adding value by doing the work. Yeah, they are the ones doing the work, so their buy-in is definitely critical. For sure. Now, whenever a manufacturing person starts talking about continuous improvement, Kaizen, if you will, most people assume that the next phrase they're going to hear is going to be 5S. But in the case of wasted motion, that's not the case. What? What? That's blasphemy. How can we not pay our homage to 5S? Well, in my mind, 5S is about the proper arrangement for the entire process, the entire system. Motion is wasted on a more personal, can I say, intimate level. 5S, I think of as a grand survey or overview, but optimizing to eliminate wasted motion is far more fine-grained. It's a more granular view. Okay, well, I'm going to reserve judgment until you prove your point, and I'm pretty sure you're going to prove your point. Well, that's fair, Carly. So when we look at most jobs in manufacturing, we can see that the jobs have the performers being subordinated to the machine. They're, it's almost like their attendance and their activities are dictated by the machine. The machine is the center of the work and of our focus. All right, well, I mean, that seems like common sense, right? You can't move the mountain. Well, that's right, but the mountain, the machine, doesn't get repetitive motion injuries. The machine doesn't file workman's comp claims. It just stays there until it breaks. And we're unlikely to break it with our human force, but our performers aren't mountains. They're not made of chilled iron castings. Our performers are flesh and blood. The point of eliminating wasted motion is to recognize that our different resources have different needs. And maybe, just maybe, It's time for us to look at optimizing our workplaces to eliminate wasted motion for our human performers. All right. I think think I'm beginning to understand this. So to eliminate wasted motion, we need to reconsider the design of the work from the worker's perspective, like considering the needs of their human bodies rather than having to always yield to the equipment. Yes. The changes to the arrangement of the workplace the design of the tools and equipment provided, 
Each of these can help to make the performer more comfortable, less stressed, thereby improving the quality of the product, shortening the throughput time. The operator can actually feel the improvements. Okay, that makes sense. And when the operator's process is improved, each task becomes smoother and easier to perform. But, okay, every once in a while, I hear you utter the phrase, human use of human beings. I think now I get what you mean. So there's a process, I assume, for accomplishing this, or is this just an experienced hand or gut feel knowledge? Yes, there's actually a four-step process, which, frankly, Carly, I found surprising, as four is generally not a very well-regarded number in the East. In fact, the number four is unlucky. Oh, come on. Four is unlucky? Give it a rest. Carly, it's cultural. It's an aspect of reality. Have you ever slept on the 13th floor of a high-rise hotel? Have you ever been on the 13th floor of an office building? Well, yeah, but I've also been on the 14th floor that's eliminated the 13th floor. I still know it's the 13th floor. In the East, four is held in the same regard that we over here hold 13. There was no fourth floor identified in any of the multi-story buildings I was in when we were in Asia. Four is, how do the kids say it? Bad juju. I was told that the reason for this is the word for the number four sounds a lot like the word for death. I can't remember exactly how it sounded, but four is so unlucky, so I was surprised to find this four-step process. You know, I never knew that about four. You taught me something else today, but let's swing back to the topic and teach me that. All right. The four steps to the process of eliminating wasted motion are eliminate, combine, reduce, and smooth. An acronym would be ECRS. Okay, then let's start with E, eliminate. Well, first off, eliminate any unneeded motions. Reduce them if they are overlong by reducing the distance between operator and the tool, device, material, or the supply that they need. And actually, some of that will be dealt with when we tackle arrangement. But eliminating especially any straight or zigzag movements, if possible. As humans, our joints are designed for arcs and smooth, not interrupted movements. Shortening distances is also the key. As Micron Manufacturing proved with their 5S to Reduce Machine Setup Time project, they found that the majority of the waste of setup was motion and movement outside of the machine they were setting up. Oh, didn't they calculate that each step was worth a dime? It was pretty easily quantified. That's exactly it, Carly. That's exactly it. Okay, so now arrangement. This is part of the eliminate process, right? Yes. This is where we get back to the 5S. The second S of the 5S process is Saiton. It means straighten. The formal definition is arrange remaining items and identify their proper locations. That's what I got from my TRW 5S school. I guess it went unsaid that if it doesn't need to be there, it should already have been eliminated. 
in the prior step. Anyway, back to arrangement. Placement of the containers near the operators at a comfortable level in the proper sequence as needed or used in the process will reduce reaching and stretching. With the exception of tripping over foreign objects, I think that a number, maybe the vast majority, of slips and falls in our shops that aren't related to weather or tripping over foreign objects are probably the result of reaching and stretching. Bad ergonomics. Okay, that makes sense. Let's go on to the next one, C, combine. Well, combining in some cases is just another degree of arranging. But think of making a double-sided tool rather than using two separate ones. A go-no-go gauge is probably a great example of that. Yes, I have seen those on shop visits. The, there's a red handle and a green handle, or the wrenches with two ends. Actually, come to think of it, those hex keys with both the long and the short ends, instead of them all jammed up into being one big mass of a handle. And when you said proper level, I remember when we visited Horn, how their benches and desks were all adjustable for height. This is not just the fad of the month. Carly, our most successful shops have been pursuing excellence through programs like this continually. You have been paying attention on our shop visits. Yes, I have. Those are all great examples of combine. Some movements can be combined too. Reduce the number of times a part gets handled. Can both hands be working at the same time? Can a step and a reach make it smoother than just stretching? Hmm. So there's a lot more to this than I had recently thought. And, okay, so what about reduce? Like we said earlier, reducing distance for the reaching, walking, or carrying is the low-hanging fruit. Reducing the number of movements and reducing the number of things, like tools, products, etc., that's also important. So what about reducing time holding the part, assembly, or tool? You got it. That leaves smooth. As voted by my fellow students, classmates, and everybody else who's known me as the least likely person to be considered smooth, <laughs> this is a challenge, but I will tackle it. First, can those employee movements be curved rather than linear? Second, think sequence. Arrange the tools and materials in order of use. Same with parts. We mentioned that earlier. Third, can gravity assist with feeding? Remember, we saw those bins that were at an angle, and if you took a part, the parts kind of cascaded down naturally. Oh, that's right. Fourth, ergonomics. Adjust the bench height. Lighting is not in the way. Can you actually make or use a fixture, not just a vice, to hold the, the thing being assembled? or for operations to be performed, maybe using guide pins or tracks and slots to minimize the effort needed to hold it, to orient it, and to make it easier. You know, you're the only person I know that could have a four-point list for an area that you claim you have the least expertise. Well, just like we're trying to eliminate in our performers their need to overcompensate, I guess I overcompensate as well. <laughs> and that wraps up today's podcast on eliminating wasted motion in our shops. 
Thank you for joining us. For additional information, please visit pmpa.org. Yes, and when you're on pmpa.org, you can check out our new website with robust search features that find articles, webinars, podcasts, and other resources to help your precision machining business. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. You don't want to miss one. And if you aren't already taking advantage of a PMPA membership, be sure to check out pmpa.org to see all we have to offer. And why is a PMPA membership so important, Miles? Because, because we, we are, are better, better together. together. Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles.